In today's episode of Comments Over Coffee, we are talking about if you should optimize your videos for search or not. So grab your cup tumbler mug because we're starting right now. Welcome to Comments Over Coffee, where you will learn how to get better at YouTube and online video over a cup of coffee. Pour a cup for your host, Nick Nimmin. If this is your first time here, I want to let you know that the comments shared on this podcast come from the submission form on the commentsovercoffee.com website. So if you have a question about what it is that you are doing on YouTube, head over to commentsovercoffee.com, put it in the form there. And as long as it's not something that I've answered here before, I will get it in the queue. So make sure that you do that because I want to answer your question specifically. I also want to let you know that if you are looking for the best things to use for your YouTube channel, video editing software, um, video editing apps, you're looking for thumbnail design services, social media lawyers, video editing services, um, you're even looking for growth tools like TubeBuddy and things like that, make sure that you check out bestcreatortools.com. That's my personal list of the things that I use and recommend for content creators so you can save the time of using things that suck or that are inefficient or that just don't work well over time as you scale your channel. So when you're looking for something, head over to bestcreatortools.com. So our question today comes from Michael Ragland. And Michael says, hey, Nick, a lot of gurus say that keywords and SEO doesn't matter and it doesn't have, and it hasn't mattered since 2012 and that you should forget about keywords and optimize for the viewer. I can see where they're coming from, but I think that it's impossible to be discovered as a tiny channel with no clout and views or subscribers without search as your first discovery method. I would love to know your thoughts on this and the creators who believe that SEO and keywords are irrelevant. So the very first thing that I want to mention on this is I wanna say thank you, Michael, for submitting this comment. And the very first point of view on this one is that as of right now, as of the time of this recording, which is happening in June of 2020, um, I still recommend that you do look at search as one of your methods of discovery on YouTube. And the reason for that is because it's still extremely effective. So depending on the type of content that you put out, search might not be the greatest discovery method for you. Um, and that really comes down to the content that you're putting out. But if it is a good fit for the type of content that you make, then in that situation, you should definitely definitely try to leverage search with what it is that you're doing. So when it comes to packaging your videos up or you know optimizing your videos for whatever it is that you're trying to reach with them, the very first thing to talk about here is kind of like what you were talking about where you're saying that you, know, you should optimize for the viewer. When you are optimizing for search, you're also optimizing for the viewer. Just because you're optimizing for search doesn't mean that you are excluding the viewer, that you are excluding what it is that the viewer cares about. So because of that, it's really important to make sure that when you are optimizing for search that you are also optimizing for the viewer as well. What I mean by that is this. Let's say that you are writing a title. And in that particular title, you have a keyword phrase in there because you are targeting search. And the reason that you put that keyword phrase in there is because one, it tells the viewer, which is the human, it tells the viewer what that video is about. And it's based around things that they would actually look for. Now, in addition to that, you also wanna add compelling elements to your title. So you don't necessarily, I mean, of course, it's gonna, it's gonna be dependent on the video that you're uploading, but you don't wanna necessarily only put the keyword phrase or the keyword that you are going for, but you do want to make sure that you're adding a compelling element to that particular title, either in the title itself and the thumbnail if possible. And the reason that you wanna do this is because you are going to be 
um, shown next to other people that are also optimizing for that term. So you have to make your video compelling enough that people will click on yours over the other one. Now, the thing that I wanna bring to your attention there is that I just said that people will click on, right? So when it comes to optimizing your videos for search, it doesn't matter if you have a big channel, it doesn't matter if you have a small channel, the rules still apply. And that is basically that you have to get the viewer to click. Now, when it comes to search and it comes to home pages and it comes to, you know, the, the videos that get suggested next to other videos, any of the recommendation features, then the same rules apply. You have to be able to get people to click. So in that regard, when it comes to optimizing your videos, you have to think, okay, sure, these videos I'm going to optimize for search specifically because it's a good fit for the content and people are actively looking for this particular term. And because of that, I'm going to make sure that I'm optimizing for search um, in terms of just giving some context to what the video is about, but ultimately that you are still optimizing for the viewer. So when people are saying things like you need to optimize for the viewer, not the robot, that's true because what you're doing with your keyword phrase is that you are giving context to YouTube that, hey, this is what the video is about, but their system's smart enough to figure that out anyway. But what you're doing is you are stacking onto the relevance of that topic within the metadata around your video. So let's say, for example, you have a video on a review of the Rodecaster Pro. In that situation, if you were targeting search, then of course you would have like, you know, Roadcaster Pro review, and then you would put something towards the end of it, like, you know, eight things that you need to know before you buy or something along those lines to make it a little bit more compelling. Now, when it comes to the Roadcaster Pro review, the reason that you would include that keyword um, or that keyword phrase, I should say, is because if somebody is actually looking for a Roadcaster Pro and they are considering, you know, buying it, so they're looking for a review, as soon as your video loads, you want what it is that they're thinking in their brain to match up with what it is that they're seeing in your title. And then you use that compelling element to kind of push them over the edge. Same thing with your thumbnail. Now, the win here on YouTube, like the glory, I should say, of YouTube is that when you are optimizing videos for search, you can also double dip or triple dip, which basically means that you are making your titles search friendly but you're also making them to where if somebody were to be presented that video elsewhere on the platform, they would respond to it there as well, right? So when you are targeting videos for search, you're not just targeting videos for search, you're, you're making a video that people are interested in for that specific term and they're looking for it. So because of that, you're trying to have your video show up when people are looking for it on YouTube. But as long as you're able to get people to click on that video, you're able to get people to watch that video for a satisfactory amount of time and then further engage in the content and keep coming back to the channel, things like that. As long as you can do those things, then that video is gonna perform all over YouTube. But the thing is when it comes to search is that you're just being very specific about what it is that somebody's looking for that will lead them to your video. So one thing that I wanna bring to your attention is that even though a majority of the traffic on YouTube is, you know, it does come from the recommendation features, search is still a goldmine, especially, you know, if you make the right content for it. Now, the reason that I'm saying that in terms of making the right content for it is because if you're just, trying to shoehorn yourself into a search term because you think that, you know, you're going to be able to use that for discovery, then in that case, you're kind of working against yourself because you have something that isn't really good for search. You have a content type that isn't really great for search and you are trying to force search on it, right? So what you end up doing in that situation is you end up not being able to rank in search anyway, because your content isn't what is 
what somebody is actually expecting when they're looking for that term, right? So what happens there is you end up showing up next to other videos that are optimized for that term and they actually did some planning beforehand and they made their entire video around that term. So their video is extremely relevant to that term. And what happens is they end up taking those clicks which means that your video quickly gets demoted in those search results, right? So that's why people say that it's so important to make sure that you're optimizing for the human first. So it, it's not that you know SEO is dead, because that's definitely not the case. Um, and it's not that you shouldn't optimize for search, but you should always consider wherever it is you're trying to get traffic from, you should always consider the human element, which is I gotta, like I'm making this video for another human being to watch because of that. I have to make it crystal clear what this video is about from the outside or the value that they're going to get from the outside or I have to challenge them in some way or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing with your content or however you're packaging, I, I should say. So you have to make sure that you're able to um, package that video from the outside in a way that would be intriguing to the viewer regardless of where they see it on the platform. Okay. Now, in terms of, um, you know, that they've changed it since September 12th, or I'm, I'm sorry, not September 12th, but since 2012, um, basically what happened in October of 2012, I believe it was, is they basically switched to watch time as the primary um, metric that they were gauging quality content off of. So click-through rate's always been important just because it's a, it's a conversion thing, but we've just recently gotten um, access to that. However, the, um, the, the watch time change basically means that they've changed everything up to where they're gauging how much time people watch your videos for, and they are gauging the viewer satisfaction based on, you know, how long they're watching the video for and interacting with the content. So just because they made that change in October 2012 doesn't mean that search is all of a sudden out of the out of the picture or that all of a sudden search doesn't matter right so one thing that i want you to think about is i started my channel in september of uh 2014 two years after they made that change and you know a large portion of my youtube channel growth has been from search traffic so if that was the case then you know my videos would have you know my channel wouldn't be doing as well as it is now of course as my channel has grown over time and as i've gotten better at writing titles and things like that you know, I've, I've started targeting, you know, different videos for different sources so that I can try to tap into everything and pull traffic from everywhere, which naturally happens. Like if you if you make good content and that's what it always comes down to. Right. If you make good content, the content that you're putting out is quality content. People watch it for a fair amount of time because they enjoy it because you're making good content and you're putting the time into actually making a, a solid product that people can enjoy. And then, of course, you are at the front end, you're able to put a title and thumbnail together that people click on. Like, if you can do those things, then you're going to win everywhere, right? Like, your channel is going to grow. Even as a brand new YouTube channel, if you're just getting started, you can put out a video, and that video, your very first video can do well. Um, Brian G. Johnson, I actually, as I'm recording this, um, I just finished watching a Brian G. Johnson's video on, um, I think the guy's name is like James Janney or something like that. But he's got seven or seven videos on his YouTube channel, and he got, uh, he's like, like 180 something thousand subscribers on his YouTube channel already out of those seven videos, which goes to show, and it proves that just because a channel doesn't have a lot of subscribers yet, that they can still get tons of traffic if they know how to package the content and they know how to create a good experience for the viewer. So this particular guy, he's like a documentary person. He makes documentaries. 
And because of that, you know, he knows how to put a documentary together and people will watch that documentary for a long period of time, which then tells YouTube that it's good content and then they show it to other people. So because of that, he's a brand new channel and he's able to keep people watching, which then keeps YouTube putting his content out in front of other people um, as well, even though he's a brand new channel. Right. He's just getting going. He doesn't or he didn't have a lot of subscribers, but even his very first video, I think he's over a million views on that very first video as well. So it's just good to keep in mind that when you're thinking of how YouTube applies to small channels compared to big channels, that you are not distorting things just because your videos aren't necessarily doing well yet. Right. That typically just comes um, with with the skill sets that are being developed. So what I mean by that is. If a big channel puts out a video, of course, they have a built-in amount of default users to let people or to let YouTube know how people are responding to that content. So if I were to put out a video tomorrow that says, hey, here's me eating a sandwich, and that's the title, then in that situation, there's going to be a certain amount of people. It probably wouldn't do great, um, but there's going to be a certain amount of people that would be like, why is Nick making a video about eating a sandwich? There's got to be something behind this. And they would click on it, and they'd watch the video and try to figure out what, what I was even doing, you know, why I made that video. And that would happen because I already have that built-in subscriber base of people that come to the channel on a regular basis and things like that. Whereas if I started a new channel today and I made a video about, you know, I'm eating a sandwich, then I don't have those default viewers coming in. So that's kind of the, the only advantage really that a big channel has. But in terms of YouTube and getting YouTube to work on your behalf, it, the, the same exact rules still apply to me. Um, with 600,000, over 600,000 subscribers on my channel as they do somebody that's just starting today and that's uploading their very first video as I'm recording this podcast. You got to be able to get people to click. You got to get people to, to, to watch the content for a fair amount of time. And if you can, then you'll do well on the platform. If you can't, then you're not going to get that momentum going until you perfect that skill of getting people to click, getting people to watch. And I say skill because it is a, a development of skill, right? Like you have to, you know, over time learn how to put content together in a way that people respond to. And not just anybody, but specifically the people that YouTube is showing your content to, you have to be able to put content together in a way that those people respond to. But absolutely not. SEO is not dead. Um, SEO is not a bad approach to growing a YouTube channel. Some channels are primarily based on just SEO content, like tutorial channels, things like that. Um, but they make content for SEO, however, or for, for the search engines. However, YouTube will still show that content to people through the other features because um, it's, it's good content. People actually respond to it when it's presented to them elsewhere on the platform. So because of that, I just want you to know that when you are putting your content out there, that you can definitely tap into the other features as well, but it comes down to your ability to get people to click when YouTube shows it to people. And with search, the, the only real win um, with search is that people who are looking for things in search are actively looking for the content that you made instead of the content that you made just happening to them when they log into YouTube. So what you do in search is, since you are making content that they're actively looking for in that situation, you're just pulling in the right people with that search term, right? So you can actually use that as a way to help you target who it is that you're actually trying to reach with your channel as a whole as well by targeting specific search terms and keep trying to make videos that will end up showing up in those terms so that you can make sure that you're getting in front of the right people um, to grow your YouTube channel as well. So again, when it comes to search, just to kind of recap, 
the idea is that it's it's definitely still a very powerful uh, form of traffic. Um, and when it comes to the other features, they are also very powerful forms of traffic. So depending on the type of content that you make when you're listening to this, depending on the type of content that you make, I recommend that if you do have content that would be good for search, then in that situation, then you know make some of your videos and, and title some of your videos and optimize your videos to where you are doing them for search. But while you're doing that, you also want to make sure that you are um, writing your titles in a way and making thumbnails in a way that are compelling so that when your content does happen to people elsewhere, what I mean by that is it gets shown on home pages, it gets shown next to other videos on the platform when that happens, that you're still able to win that click and you're still able to add value to people through the content that you are, um, that you are making. So absolutely, you know, target some of your videos for search if your content's a good fit for it. If your content's not a good fit for it, then in that situation, you know, you don't you don't have to target search. Like there isn't a rule that says that if you are making videos for YouTube that you have to use search as one of your ways to get traffic. It's just kind of like an easy way in as long as the content that you're making is good for search and people are actively looking for it. Again, if you're trying to force a video that isn't really appropriate for search into search, then it probably isn't gonna do fantastic. But if the content that you make is a good fit for search, then absolutely, without question, you should leverage search. And not just because it's gonna do well um, on YouTube or that it might you know, rank well on YouTube, but also if your content's a good fit for it, then you also have the opportunity to show up on Google, show up on Bing, show up on Yahoo, and the other search engines as well when people are looking for content like yours there because they also show video results for certain um, certain you know topics. So because of that, you know you're tapping into YouTube and you're tapping into the internet in general in terms of search traffic just by you know making sure that you're optimizing your videos properly um, and you know you're getting that opportunity to get your content in front of more people. Again, make sure that you check out bestcreatortools.com for anything that you need for your YouTube channel. I hope you learned something today. Thanks for having a coffee with me. Get show notes, resources, and more over at commentsovercoffee.com or grab yourself a refill and listen to another episode.